Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Kennedy, and you tune in today because you're sick of trying every fad diet under the sun and training yourself into the ground without seeing any results. That's why I'm here to share the most effective ways to eat and train for sustainable and real results. What's up, legends? Welcome back to this week's episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. Got a cracking show for you today, and I'm joined by guest Dylan Ruse. Now, we talk about all things men's health and wellness, leadership, mental health, um, the role that you know having structure and routine in your mental health plays in, in um, you know, how you actually feel from day to day and how important it is to have that structure just as it would be uh, with your physical health when we go to the gym and the way we eat and train and whatnot. Um, but there's a lot of value in today's show. Now, for those of you that don't know who Dylan is, he's an accredited health coach and NLP master practitioner. He's a co-founder of the Ruse Men's Wellness and Leadership Club, which he runs with his old man, Paul, uh, which aims to provide a safe place for men to come together and explore all aspects of mindfulness and business. He is also one of Melbourne's leading advocates for mental health awareness, which he speaks at multiple schools and companies, which we'll chat about in today's show, but it is a very enjoyable episode, and I think there's a lot of value there for not only the men listening, but also the females, so the ladies as well. Um, so sit back, relax, and enjoy today's show. As always, if you do take some value from this episode, please do take a screenshot and post it up on your Instagram story for me. Tag myself and tag Dylan. I'll have all his social links in the show notes below. But for now, let's get stuck into today's chat. What are you, what are you trying today? Trying today? Yeah. Uh, what am I trying to do? Chest and triceps. Of course. Chest it's and Monday. triceps. Strength. It's Monday. International chest day. Exactly. Yeah. Well, guys, we are here with Dylan. Um, as I've just mentioned in the intro, um, he sounds like a very important man. And we're, we're both sitting <laughs> across from each other in, in a room, the meditation room at the moment. Mum's so meditation room. It feels quite good. So I think um, we've set the time. I reckon it's going to be a good chat. So, um, mate, let's kick things off with, uh, with, I guess, I want to get your description of the modern day man. Yeah. Um, you know, that's for those, I'll have a link to all your socials and your, your website and stuff in the show notes and people can go through and have a look at your blogs and stuff like that. I was looking at a few of them this morning and yeah, we've yeah. obviously chatted about it, but um, what is that? What, yeah. what, what does that term mean to you? I think it's, we're living in an interesting time now where it is shifting and there is no real definition right now. Like I, I, I see and I speak with a lot of men and they're all really lost in terms of like their place in society, their place at home, um, in their day-to-day life. Like what is the modern day man? And for me, it is, I guess, an amalgamation of, of so many different aspects. And today we're transitioning out of that more stoic, more get stuff done, don't think about it man into the more the one who feels more, who thinks mm. a little bit more about what he does and shares why he more. does it, shares more, yeah. And it's kind of, you look at the different generations and how we're acting, it's kind of starting with our generation, I guess, or, mm. or coming up and this is, you know, we share a lot more, at least in my circles with my mates and I talk to dad and he's like, oh, I would never have a conversation like that with my mates or anything like that. So in the past or yeah, in the past yeah, and the past, now yeah, yeah. and now you see them the older generation shifting and yeah. kind of catching up a little bit and sharing yeah, more yeah. and so I think like modern day man is someone who who is in touch with his emotions yep but doesn't become overwhelmed by his emotions so whereas in the past the the standard male was one who was very strong and not necessarily didn't feel, but didn't 
feel like they could feel or didn't didn't want to recognize and, that they and felt yeah and didn't want to recognize their emotions or kind of i guess talk about them mm. and now we're in the place where the, the modern day man fit definitely feels but we're still transitioning to hey it's okay that you do and this is how you feel and this is what you do with those emotions because there still isn't a massive platform and and as you know i'm really passionate about it in helping create that platform is platform for men to be able to express themselves yeah. and, and learn the tools to better uh, handle their emotions. Yeah. yeah. It's an interesting point you bring up about how it's kind of start, it's going like the opposite way whereas in the past you know your old man would teach you what it's like to your man Yeah. and you just replicate everything that they've done exactly, and yeah. they'd hand it all down and like yeah. you've just said now it's not something I've actually thought about but now it's almost the opposite obviously you still learn everything from your from yeah, your old yeah. man and you, the way you get brought up from your parents and stuff but I guess we are the first ones to be doing it yeah which is then you see that ripple effect going up now yeah exactly instead. right and it's and you I, still do have the, the the bit of the population that just won't have a bar of it yeah, and yeah. just that will never never really understand because that's the way they've always been yeah, brought exactly. up yeah exactly but it is, it is having a big positive effect at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, well, I think it's the, the biggest thing is the social media, like social media, but like the internet as well. Yeah. Just being able to have a message and back in the day, my message would be spoken to, to just my immediate circle. Now, the average day guy can have a message yeah. and spread that to, you know, 40... 40,000 people just yeah. through Instagram like yeah. you know, as you know so even even this like being able to have it, a chat podcast exactly yeah, yeah. yeah and then to be able to go in depth like I was listening to like a Joe Rogan podcast and they were talking about that how the different forms of media have changed and whereas all discussion was TV based so it'd be a five minute yeah. interview yeah, yeah, yeah now you can chuck on a podcast and listen to you know you and I debate a topic for an hour and go really well he I actually haven't listened to it yet but he did an interview recently with Bernie Sanders I listened to it. And really like, good. They've, like that's been labelled as like the one interview that is will literally change podcasting forever. Like yeah. apparently the effect that's had on his oh, really? popularity in the States has really? been like nuts because people have actually had a chance to understand what he is yeah. actually about, who he is yeah. without, you know, I guess you know, reporters having their select questions about yeah, what yeah. they want to hear and then that that's the message he gets reported yeah, to. Yeah, I didn't know that, but I listened to the podcast. It's really good yeah. and, it, and it is, it is, able he does give bernie a platform to go really yeah deep on like what he wants to mm. change in america yeah um so yeah so what did you what kind of initially got you into or i guess made you want to be able to have an impact on on more people other than yourself and and um i guess what led you down the path of putting mental mental health and mental yeah. men's kind of wellness first before um, the whole kind of like obviously you're you're right into the gym like by yeah, yourself. Yeah. We've done a few sessions together. I'm not and as, I think not as good looking as you though, mate. You know, I'm still oh, chasing debatable. That Danny debatable. Kennedy fitness. <laughs> and I think um I think as well what a lot of people get confused with when they hear about mental health and when they hear someone talking about mental mm. health and, and how it's all right to share feelings and stuff, is that they automatically think that means that you can't be that big strong gym goer yeah, as well yeah. like you can't have both yeah yeah it's almost like if you're right into your mental health and your meditation all that stuff then you you're soft or yeah. you're weak yeah, yeah yeah but it's the complete opposite isn't it and oh, I think absolutely more and more now you're starting to see those guys that have yeah. always been the ones that don't yeah don't share exactly they're right. starting to to make a change yeah and you see it a lot with sports like that because obviously they've got the most um or most eyes on them so you see it with all these big strong males coming mm. out and saying hey I'm not okay and that kind of sparks the conversation throughout society. And but it is it is something that 
is really interesting to watch as more and more of those kind of guys do because the I mean the the way I explain it best is vulnerability is not weak. So yeah. to be vulnerable actually takes tremendous strength. Strength, yeah. And it, it, and more strength to not be. So mm. and I use the the conversation of how are you doing? It's super easy to say yeah good thanks how are you it's really hard to open up to your mates or your close um, family members or friends and say you know what I'm not doing so good mm. and this is what's going on in my life and you know what can I have some help or, or can you listen to me for a bit yeah. that takes tremendous strength and that is one of the key shifting points in that conversation um, around mental health that as well as this idea I think because mental health or mental illness is is what always is always spoken about when it comes to mental health. Yeah, there's such a negative kind of like, well, I don't have mental health, or I don't know. It's it's like everyone has physical health, just like everyone has. Um, sorry, everyone has mental health. Yeah, just like everyone has physical health. Yeah, it's just sometimes it's better one day, and sometimes it's not, and it sometimes it's not as good the other. Yeah. So that the conversations need to change around those two points. In that, yeah. it's actually really. Str- shows a tremendous amount of strength to yeah. speak up, talk about your issues. If you need to go seek professional help, go seek professional help. Um, and that's kind of what got me to answer your, the first part of your question into this uh, area was, you know, I went through a really dark period in my life about four, five years ago now where I went through a breakup and just didn't have the tools necessary to handle it. And so... At the time, I thought I was okay and I thought I was fine. Yeah. And in reality, I was going going out, drinking three times a week, not not exercising, eating really poorly. But the way I viewed it was, well, I'm 20 years old and this is kind of the normal thing to do. Everyone else is doing Everyone it. Everyone else yeah. is doing it. But what I didn't realize was I didn't I didn't take the time to check in with myself and say, how are you? How am I going? So yeah. that basically led up to a point in my life where. I failed all five of my uni subjects. I was drinking, as I said, three times a week, not exercising at all, um, eating really poorly, and then I woke up one day, hung, hung over in bed, and I didn't get out of bed for the entire day. Just stayed in bed all day, went back to sleep, and the next day I remember waking up and going, okay, that's that's not normal. Not that's, normal not, yeah, yeah. that's not normal behavior for, for anyone. Yeah. So I was able to become self-aware through a relatively speaking short period of time. This is over probably six months or so. Mm. Um, and managed to go seek professional help straight away. I, I never kind of felt like, I guess some people might have like, oh, there's something wrong with me. I yeah, need to yeah, seek help. It was just like, yeah. these guys are professionals. Yeah. I'm going to go speak to them. They mm. know better than me. And, yeah. and the guy did say, he's like, well, you're showing signs of depression and anxiety. And yeah. this is kind of what, what we can do from here. And that sparked my personal journey of getting on top of my mental health and working on my mental illness. Yeah. So that's what sparked everything. That was about four or five years ago and has, I mean, up until this day, I'm still constantly working on my mental health and mm. and working on better ways to combat my mental illness. And um, that's what makes me so passionate about this space is, is knowing that, I may have some tools that other people don't have yeah. just because I've been working on it for four to five years. And yeah, then if yeah, I can yeah. go out there and help other people that are struggling yeah. like I had previously, then that's absolutely a responsibility that I have to take on. Yeah. And it's, um, like you said, especially if you've got, I guess, a reputation or you're known as 
someone that doesn't usually share things, it can be pretty daunting to, mm. to actually speak up yeah. and do it. And even like I, I'm saying, I, I've seen someone a couple of times, um, just about, you know, numerous different things. And even that, like in my head, I knew that it was already one or two years. Yeah. Not too late, but like mm. one or two years Coming. overdue. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then just after that first time, you realize that it yeah. should have happened one or yeah. two years ago. Well, I speak quite, I speak quite openly on it um, on my socials and, I feel so much better. Like, oh, even if check. I'm not in yeah. a bad place, I'll still go, you know what? It's been a while since I've done a checkup session. Mm. I'll just go check up and I leave and I'm like, wow, actually I had quite a bit to say or yeah, get yeah, off yeah. my chest or whatever. Yeah. And and it, and it is really good to have mates that you can talk to and I've got all that and I've got a really great support network. But there is just something about going and speaking to a professional yeah. that they can give you a outsider's perspective or something that can kind of change or shift your perspective. And it, oh, I always feel so much better. Should, yeah, and, and you touched on it um, before, and this is something that I've realized as well, is that your mental health, like I've always, from when I've been young, and, and you would have been the same, and most guys would be, that are into sport in particular, you're always taught that if you want to you know, achieve a certain physique, if you want to improve your athletic ability or get better at sport, it's something that needs to be worked on day in, day out. Exactly right. And you know in yourself that if you take a week off the gym, Mm. you feel physically not, not as strong you yeah, feel not yeah. as fit and you feel like you've gone backwards yeah it's exactly the same with your mental health oh absolutely um, you know I set the goal I've mentioned on the show a few times how I, I set a goal um, Jan 1st of 2017 to meditate every single day regardless of whether mm. it was for a minute 10 minutes 15 yeah, minutes yeah. whatever it was um, and that's something I've done without fail every yeah. single day since, amazing since then mm. and and that's made me realize the importance, the importance of it. Mm. And um, you know, even journaling and stuff now, I'm yeah, starting yeah. To, to notice more and more that the days that, you know, like, and this is something I just got back from retreat in Bali and, and talking with people there about how important it is to have your structure with your mental health, yeah, yeah. as well as it is to have your, just as you would with making sure, you know, you go to the gym enough times per week. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, and you can notice straight away yeah. when you're not doing the, all the things that you should be doing. Exactly, yeah. That does have an effect. And it's yeah. not until you start doing it that you realize that you should have been doing it this whole time. Yeah, exactly right, yeah. Me and my mates, like, whenever we call each other, or me and one of my mates specifically, whenever we buzz to say, how you going, mate, whatever, or we call each other to say, I'm not doing so well, we're, we're at the stage now where we keep each other accountable in that the first thing, if he goes, I'm not feeling too hot, rather than focusing on the problem where we now go, well, have you meditated today? Yeah. No. Uh, have you exercised today? No. Yeah. Well, what did you eat yesterday? Oh, I had a Big Mac. It's oh, like, shit. Yeah, no, yeah. One, no, it's like, it's like, okay, mate, yeah. like, I'm here for you. Let's talk about what's going on. But that's why you're feeling bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, start with that it, first. Start with that first. If you look at your daily habits, that will reflect your mindset and that mm. will reflect. Like, I know you practice gratitude every day yeah. and you, you get a lot of the people around you to practice gratitude. That's a huge thing. Like, mm. And an extension of that is just your general perspective on life. Like yeah. everyone's heard the cliches, life is ten percent what happens to you, ninety percent how you handle it. Yeah, yeah. But they're cliches for a reason. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's something that is super important in terms of one look after yourself, but I, I see it a lot for both men and women, it's people sit with their problems for too long mm. and it's like really good to talk it out as a as a first healing point yeah but then it's like okay what's the solution what are you going to do about it you yeah, don't yeah, feel yeah. well but what are you going to do yeah reverse engineer yeah exactly do, yeah. right yeah so get and i like your daily habits are so important mm. so for me and for majority of people are exercising eating right and meditating yeah and then as you touched on journaling is like there's 
a lot of research on journaling yeah. and and the benefits of journaling now yeah, yeah. Um, and getting your thoughts thoughts down on, on um, paper yeah and again um, I was you know a couple of things I was talking to someone again at over this past week about how um, I personally think that they should start a podcast mm. um, and and it may not be a podcast it could be journaling it could be just frequently you know every single week talking to a mate the same day same yeah, place yeah. over coffee or whatever but like you actually expressing things that you're feeling yeah. regardless of whether you think it's important or not yeah. or whether you want to talk about it or not yeah. not only will help you but could also be helping a lot of people around you yeah exactly you know what right. I mean? because if you're let's say for example it's a partner <coughs> and you've been you know you haven't been feeling yourself or whatever it is and, and in your head you kind of know why but you're mm. not expressing it yeah, yeah. to them they're just trying to figure out what the fuck's going on exactly like, right why, yeah. why, what am I doing wrong yeah, why is yeah. it me or whatever but at least if you're expressing that you yeah. can then maybe help someone else understand yeah, yeah. that you're may not necessarily be in a good spot at the moment yeah. so it gives the other person the understanding that they need to to take that into account yeah, absolutely and, uh, even things like that and then with the gratitude um, I might just touch on because I know I talk about it a lot on the podcast but um, someone said to me where did I hear I might have heard it on a podcast or something might have been I can't remember who it was it might have been Robin Sharma said that when you're doing your gratitude it's not just you know grateful that I've got a sick car and um, you know a cool house and all yeah, that shit. Yeah, it's yeah. like if if right now if you wrote down everything that you're grateful for and I said alright whatever's not on the list is gone like, then what would you write down yeah, yeah you know yeah, what I mean yeah. it could be things as simple as you know having all your senses all your limbs whatever yeah. it is water music whatever exactly yeah. it is roof over your head yeah, that's it's, it. yeah it's deeper than just like materialistic shit oh absolutely yeah and then you can go like deeper into that gratitude practice um with the law of attraction because mm. that is kind of the basis for the law of attractions is whatever you think will bring more into it manifestation manifestation like that. all that and I was listening to a YouTube video today and there's such a big mis- misconception around it um, and it's all about like I I want um, a Porsche I want a bigger house I want this and what the universe does is it just says it just says yes, basically, and that's what this video was saying. So yeah, it's like, yeah. if you're saying I want more money, the universe is saying yes, you do want more money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your language around it, this guy was saying, has to be pretty specific. It has to say, pretend like you already have it. Yeah. I have more money. Yeah. I have more friends. I have more joy. Yeah. And then the universe goes, yes, you will have more joy, or mm. you will have more of that. And that's the best way to cultivate. I guess that law of attraction is through speaking in terms of you already have it. Yeah. And you hear Tony Robbins talk about that all the time and yeah. a bunch of other gurus. Yeah, Grant Cardone yeah. is one that I listen to. That yeah. He's the same. When he writes down his goals, he yeah. doesn't write down like, you know, I want yeah. um, 40 apartments. It's, yeah. I've, I've I've got, I own 40 yeah. apartments. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and it's not only like, you know, it sound for those that are listening and, and you hear like the manifestation and stuff mm. like that and the law of attraction, you think, oh, like just it's bullshit. But it's yeah. not because... It's not. You, say, you tell yourself these things and then yeah. you start to notice that your actions are different. Yeah. You, like you said, your language is different. Exactly. The people you surround yourself is different. Yeah. Um, and and that has a huge, yeah. huge impact, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, the best analogy I've heard is your mind is like a factory. Mm. So what are you putting into that factory? It's yeah. going to then manufacture out on the other side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're putting in like crap, yeah. you're going to manufacture crap. If it's you're like putting that. in really good quality videos thoughts readings podcasts yeah friendship groups it's going to produce really good yeah, yeah. outcomes it's like that um that other cliche saying you know whether you, whether or not you believe you can or you can't mm. either way you're right exactly right yeah um and it's so true like mm. the the power of 
even just positive self talk yeah. and positive thoughts compared to negative is just yeah unbelievable. I've I've never heard a, a single successful person not attribute some of their success to visualization or gratitude mm. or some some form of that yeah. law of attraction. Yeah. Yeah. Conor McGregor, yeah, any yeah. athlete, any successful businessman, Grant Cardone, you said Tony yeah. Robbins, like they all say, well, I have this practice yeah, and, yeah. I, and I do it. Yeah, so. I don't know how people still hold the blue. Clues, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Like, because there are people out there that are like, "Oh, that's a bunch of bullshit." And it's like, how? Like, who are you talking to? Like, are you yeah, talking yeah. to successful people that are telling yeah, this? Yeah. Are you talking to you, your uncle, who's maybe not that successful, or yeah. you're talking oh, to the garbage well, man, or, a lot of, you know, yeah, something yeah. like that. You know, like, well, what, who are you talking to? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm. Um, you mentioned before, or you touched on kind of the fact that I do the the goals and gratitude and meditation and stuff. Is mm. there? Do you have like a daily routine or a ritual? Yeah, try and stick to. Yeah, so now my daily routine at the moment I've just changed since I got back from overseas. Um, so I used to be a six-hour-a-night sleep man, and then I listened to Joe Rogan with Matthew Walker, yeah. and now I am religious in my seven hours minimum. Yeah. So as long as I get my seven hours, I'll get up. Basically, depending on when I go to sleep, I'll just okay. seven hours. So at the moment, I get up at four thirty. Yeah. Um, so I'm in bed by like I'm asleep by nine thirty basically. Cool. So that's good. I get my seven hours. Yeah. I'm at four thirty. I love to work out first thing in the morning. So I go yeah. work out, come back, meditate, um, and then I'll go like walk down, grab a coffee, maybe take the dog for a walk, listen mm. to a podcast, something like that. So my day is very much around personal development, I guess you could say, or just just looking after myself first, and then eight a.m. is when I want to be like hitting the emails. Yeah. Um, doing my work kind of yeah. thing yeah yeah have you read um have you read robin sharma's 5am club no i haven't i'll lend, no. I'll lend it to you yeah good yeah you yeah. really like it yeah um you're already half an hour ahead of him anyway so <laughs> well even like again you said success leaves clues it's like the rock gets up at 4am mark Warburg 4 30 et that motivational yeah. speaker 4am like yeah. No one's out there going, I get up at 9am yeah. like, <laughs> and I'm successful. Yeah, sleep so as long as possible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Warren Buffett's probably up at like six or something. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, and it's what works for you, but yeah, that, so, so yeah, my, like the seven hours are, are really important though and then, mm. and then moving on from there, yeah. That's awesome. Mm. What do you think um, as men or as guys, even, even the younger, younger males, like yeah. boys, what do you think we do well and what do you think we don't do well in terms of mental health at the moment? Yeah, okay. Um, oh, I'll start with what we don't do well because it's probably a bigger list at the moment. In terms I think of, a lot of people listening will be able to resonate with yeah. the don'ts as well. Yeah, yeah. I think from a, from, from a boy's perspective, we're taught not to cry. Mm. So uh, you go down, like go down to a local park or something. You see a little, and you if you people watch, I love people watch. You you'll see when little girls fall down or cry and hurt themselves, they're very much comforted and it's it's okay. When a little boy falls down, it's very much like don't cry. You don't cry. Yeah, yeah. You're you're a boy and you're gonna grow up to be a man. And you don't cry. Mm. And that message isn't taken as just a physical pain. It's taken as emotional too. Yep. So. From a young age, we're conditioned to not cry, not feel, keep going, and that carries on. High so, emotions. Yeah, so like our zero to seven are our formative years where we learn everything. It's when we're imprinted with all of our beliefs around the world. Yeah. And then basically from seven onwards is pretty much rewiring those beliefs because we're, yeah. we're often left with a lot of damaging beliefs. So in terms of what men 
aren't doing well, it's definitely that opening up, talking. But the more work I do in the space is men with other men actually open up a lot more. I find not the problem or the issue, but I find where men don't open up as much is with is with their partners or with the opposite sex because we still have to have that I'm the rock of this family or I'm the rock and everything's okay and the burden falls on me and I can handle it don't worry but if you get a bunch of guys in a room together you'll find that they'll open up they they talk talk about their stuff big time and and I think for all the the women listening what they can do best is really hold space for their partners to open up because Mm. and it's not going to happen overnight it's it's something that takes a long time but if you're sitting here listening and you're like yeah you're right my partner never opens up to me I don't know what's going on in his head and and I can't get anything out of him it's because he's been conditioned not to for X amount for his Mm. entire life so some of the responsibility falls on the women to also hold space for our men because and I love Brené Brown's work. She's done a lot about shame um, and vulnerability and, and their links. And she talks that there's a lot of like shame associated with that women put on men because they're like, hey, how is, you know, you might come home from a hard day at work and she goes, hey, how are you? And you might for the first time go, oh, you know what? Not too good. Work went pretty bad. And the wife goes, yeah, cool, cool. Oh, but listen to my day. Like actually, you know, this, yeah. is, what, this is what's going on in my day. And I'm actually... Babe, I can't... Actually, I need you to be there for me. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so, a lot of women are asking for their men to be more open, but then when they start, and it's a very timid step at the mm. start, it's shut down it's straight shut down. away. Yeah. And so, we're, we've... We're, like, these are all learned behaviors. We've yeah. learned not to open up because yeah. you don't want us to. Yeah, yeah. You say you do, but you don't. So, <laughs> this is a generalized... Generalizing. General, yeah, yeah. Gen, this is generalizing for sure. So, it's, it's holding space... For our mates to open up, and then it's holding space for our partners to open up, and and making sure that they feel safe. And it's and it's not about having a solution. Yeah, it's just about listening. Listening. Like, yeah. That and that's another massive misconception um, around mental illness is I have to if I ask my mate how he's doing, he says no, not good. I have to have a solution to this problem. Yeah, yeah. And I can tell you from experience. The, the best conversations I've ever had with my mates are when they just sit there and listen, listen yeah. and they might tell and then they open up and then we have that dialogue and we both yeah. talk about what's going on in our lives that like most of the time we're just looking for someone to listen and hear and we understand that mm. you may not have the answers and that's yeah. okay um, but so I think in terms of and then in terms of what men do well is we are good at taking a lot of stuff on mm. um, and continuing to do so and yeah. con- and continuing on with our lives. You know, we are good at, we are, we are strong. We are, we are masculine, strong guys and uh, every single one of us. And so that is a, a very good trait to have. Don't get me wrong. I think a lot of people, when they start hearing about what we're talking about is like, oh, I'm just going to become this soft, weak noodle of a man. Yeah, yeah. And that's what you're telling me to do. It's like, <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, you can take a lot from the Stoic period and say one of my favorite quotes is, "If you can endure it, endure it." Mm. And that doesn't mean taking on too much and then going and doing something that you that that you'll regret and yeah, doing yeah. something stupid. It's it's saying if I can meet a challenge that's tough and I, I can get going. through it, yeah. I should. That is my responsibility to myself and those yeah. around me to do it. So it's finding that happy medium of 
of going through life because life is hard for everyone. Mm. It's tough, it's shit, it has its challenges. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be stuff that happens that you can't explain. Yeah. But it's about cultivating a really strong resilience to that yeah. whilst also saying I have healthy relationships in my life that yeah. allow me to be vulnerable, allow me to cry if I need to cry. Mm. And then, you know what, then the next day, but I'm, I'm good or the next week or whatever, once I've done my, um, my, my morning or my healing, I'm good to go. Good to go, yeah. yeah. That's awesome, and this you know this might be this might even be a conversation um, that I potentially have with your old man. But have you spoke to him much about the no, the difference that he's noticed in the the footy culture at teams from when he started to, to now, in terms of how much the guy the, the guys open up in in a team <coughs> environment, and also the emphasis that the club puts on on mental health, yeah, and, yeah. and how much how the importance they put around it. Yeah, I think the big thing that he always touches on is back when he was playing, it was part time. Yeah. So you'd go to work, you'd work, come into training that night, train, and then kind of go. So you, you some of the guys are managing families, full-time job, and yeah. footy. <laughs> so you, I, from what I understand is the football club had very little responsibility or very little to do with what was going on in the footballer's life. Each individual player. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whereas now you have, you know... 40 to 50 staff just in the football department you've got like 10 coaches you know back he was saying I asked him the other day I was like how many staff members would you have and you'd be like maybe 10 including the coaching staff now you've got 10 just coaches and then a massive football department so so the welfare of players are definitely at the forefront of each football club and and done a lot and come a long way from when he was playing from what from what I understand yeah Um, and we actually had at one of our um, one of our events we had Nick Rewalt and Nathan Jones talk about that and how um, and how the football clubs have changed over their careers um, in terms of looking after players and yeah. you know you have a dedicated player welfare manager at the at each football club and yeah. um, you know the services on hand are pretty um, pretty pretty good from from what I understand yeah and, now you briefly touched on it then but the the Ruse Men's Wellness and Leadership Club um, I've been to to one of the events I couldn't make the the next one after that, yeah. but tell the um, listeners a bit of, bit about that and kind of what the what the whole purpose and goal is with it and, and what you guys are doing. With yeah, it yeah. So back on men's mental health was we went to uh, my girlfriend at the time, Emma Maidman. She ran Mindful Mornings, yeah, which was like a yoga series event once a month, and um, we would go to these events and there'd be seventy people there and it'd be me and dad and 68 girls and we were like why aren't guys looking after their wellness better like why aren't they taking these more mindful approaches to their health and and really looking after themselves that women tend to do a lot better Um, so that was our first event we actually teamed up with Emma and um, did a a mindful morning for our Ruse Men's Club and we had 60 guys come do 20 minutes of yoga 10 minutes of meditation um, I spoke a bit about just sustainable eating habits, not not like the diet fad, yeah, yeah, but actually yeah. sustainable eating. Yep. Um, and then Dad did a Q and A with Tom Lonergan and and cool. Tom's health journey because, as you may know, he had that I think it was his kidney, kidney injury that yeah. almost killed him. Yeah. So we spoke about that, and that was our first event. That was last year in August, and went really well, really well received. So then we kind of just have been going event to event. So then we had another one with Wayne Schwartz. We had a dinner with 120 guys. Um, and that's the one that Nick Rewalt and Nathan Jones came and spoke at as well and that was all around mental health um, and again that went really well so we've yep. just been going again and again and the one that you came to was the um, uh, Neuroscience of Leadership with yep. Shelley Laslett a really amazing speaker yeah, um, that great. our guys got a lot of value yep. out of um, so we try to 
basically the whole idea around it is just normalizing some conversations that men need to be having mm. creating a safe space for them to get together um, and talk about things or listen to some speakers on wellness or leadership yep. um, that they may not have heard so our target market are, is, are like the you know the upper management guys guys running their own businesses that kind of thing that are under a lot of stress under a lot of load. yeah a lot of stress and then have a big I guess um, sphere of influence so we can only really get you know 60 to max 120 guys at each event but if they all you know can impact 10 more people or 20 more or 100 more people if they run their own company yeah, when they go back larger. then that that's a lot larger so these guys walk away with tools or new mm. understanding um, I know after the the dinner I was speaking to one of the guys there and he was um, and that was the one with Wayne Schwass and he almost brought me to tears when we were talking and he said I never like looked at it that way like when my daughter comes to me and she says, Dad, I'm not feeling good. I don't, I, I, I don't know what to do. Like, I, I feel really down. I just tell her, like, you'll be right. Like, mm. you know, you, you can get through it. You'll be yeah. right. And he said he said to me, he's like, I'm, I'm going to go home and just give her a massive hug and let her know that I'm here for her. And mm. I, I was just, like, shook. Like, yeah, yeah. Because some of these very basic conversations, guys just don't know. Like, or, or people just don't know that they need to be having them. And yeah. so if we're able to educate people, um, then... You know, it, it's just so fulfilling for us to be working in this space because, yeah. you know, like so many people need it and yeah. and so few people look after them. Like we're very fortunate that we're in the health and fitness industry. Yeah, yeah. So even if we don't want to look after ourselves, we have to if we in want to make money. To do you know? so, yeah, yeah. so we're in that environment where all of our mates are fit and healthy. We want to get a workout. I call you and we go get a workout in. Mm. So we're very fortunate where a lot of these guys have work in corporate jobs for 30 years and, yeah. and they're now CEO and training, yeah, yeah their friends group aren't training as yeah. much they're taking clients out to boozy dinners mm. and that's a part of their job and so they don't look at the, after themselves as much and I'm very fortunate that my mum teaches meditation so awesome. I've been able to meditate my whole life whereas yeah. some of these guys are like well never heard of meditation up until yeah, 20 yeah. years ago what is it yeah. so yeah it's, um, it's we, we love it dad's really passionate about it too yeah. and that obviously helps and yeah so we we're um, just formulating where we take it now because we want to branch out, out yeah. to more of a community thing and, yeah. and do some more with it. That's awesome. And you were talking to me before about the fact that you're doing a bit of public speaking. Like what, what is that yeah. similar target market or are you you're getting out to schools or what are you doing with that? Yeah, so I, I'm trying to get out to as many schools as possible. Yep. Um, spoke at a school to the parents actually just around what, what we touched on before around just vulnerability and, um, and why it's a strength and why we... As for that one, it was why parents need to be more vulnerable with their kids rather yeah. than try to show up as like the all-knowing, I guess, parental figure of, yeah, you yeah. know, well, I'm always right and I, you know, mm. and actually cultivating that um, relationship with our kids and and then helping them work on their mental health. Um, so that's something I'm super passionate about as well. And I've got five workshops coming up with a school cool. with their year fives and sixes around mental resilience and their yeah. leadership. Um, and then, yeah, a couple companies getting me in to speak on their... Um, on their mental health days as well just everything's yeah as I said massive passion awesome. of mine is around that mental health and mental resilience as well you know yeah. like 44% of people will either have experienced a mental illness are experiencing or will someday experience some form of mental ill health yeah um, so just under one in two people um, and so it's very much about building the resilience and having that, the tools yeah and having the knowledge and tools that when life hits I don't crumble mm. and 
go to bed and sleep for an entire day like yeah, I did. It's, yeah. it's life hits and okay, I'm okay. Yeah. How do I deal with this and how do I keep moving forward? Yeah. Mm. Um, and and we were, I'll I'll get you to do a bit of a plug in a minute once we once we wrap things up about where where guys can <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah of course you know, people yeah. can find some more info about this and get yeah, in touch. Yeah. But um, obviously you, as you mentioned before, you and I are both in a similar space. So yeah. what? How much importance do you think eating well and, and forming good or healthy mm. um, and consistent eating habits has on mental health? Yeah. Because I know you know. Um, training wise like, yeah, as yeah. you said before like yeah. you'll, you'll often go to someone right have you been training this yeah, week yeah. and is that affecting mm. your mental health whatever it is but it can also be the nutrition side of things yeah, so yeah. Um, yeah how much of an impact do you think it has and what is your kind of approach to making sure that you are I guess fueling your body for not only physical but mental yeah, health as yeah. well so we've all heard the expression that our gut is our second brain mm. and so 90% of our serotonin is produced in our gut and that's what makes us ha the happy hormone, you know? Yeah. So if 90% of our serotonin is produced in our gut, it's pretty important to be putting good stuff into mm. our gut. So we know now with the more research that's going into nutrition that our gut health and all the microbiome and microorganisms living in our gut will pretty much dictate our mood and dictate a lot of our life. Yeah. Um, back to that factory analogy, if I'm putting McDonald's and crappy food into my body, it's not going to feel good. No. Um, you know, more research coming out on dairy, even more research just on eating a lot of meat mm. and a lot of research now coming out around plant-based diets. It's super important to be looking after our body in terms of what we eat. So I work off of when I'm not training for a boys trip to Hawaii where I really want to look good yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I'm not doing that yeah. I live off of like an 80-20 split so 80% yeah. yeah. nutritious food cool. and 20% eat whatever I want Yeah. yeah so cool. that might be like you know uh, I, I like to intermittent fast I like to fast in the morning just because it helps me I feel better when I train yeah, on cool. empty stomach and then I might have a man shake or, or a, a protein shake um, but so if I have if I have you know a good lunch good dinner three to four nights out of the week then mm. the other nights or if I know that I'm going to have a drink on the weekend yeah. or make sure that my week looks really good so that yeah, on my yeah. weekend I'm like well I've earned yeah. my weekend I've looked after myself during the week I can have a few vodka lime sodas yeah. and a burger you know so yeah, yeah. it's just yeah that's that's a big thing for me it's just the 80-20 split yeah. like I think you'll, you'll be so familiar with this and I'm sure a lot of your listeners are too like the diet fads and the and that the crazes that are out there, like it's confusing for oh, people. Shit, yeah. Like there's so much yeah. information out there that it's so important to get someone like yourself who knows what they're talking about, has the the physique or at least has the daily habits to show that he yeah. that he knows what he's he or she's talking about. And um because so many people come to me like and they're just confused. Yeah. Keto Paleo, yeah. what yeah. do I do? Do I fast in the morning? Do yeah, I yeah. not? Um, am I allowed to eat carbs? Do yeah, I yeah. can I eat a lot of carbs? Can I mm. eat drink milk? Can I not eat? So it's so confusing now. Where yeah. um, it's really important to just go, you know, eat, eat. I say eat your veggies, get a good night's sleep, drink water. Um, try to cut if you're eating a lot of meat. Try to cut back on one or two meals of meat and replace that with some more plant based options. Um, and that's a really good starting point for mm. anyone, really. Yeah, I think as well, on the same topic, like we talk about, you know, eating well is obviously going to play a big role on mm. your mental health, but yeah. also at the same time, 
like you just said, if you're spending half your time that fucking confused, yeah, and you know, tossing out whether or not you should eat this or you shouldn't eat this, and yeah. you're trying a new diet every single week, that's also really shitty for yeah, your mental yeah. health as well. Exactly, so that's yeah. a big, big part of what I do with my nutrition mm. coaching is trying to get people to realize that it's not as hard as what they think it is. Yeah, yeah. Get a better understanding about how to eat and that's going to help reduce that cortisol level which exactly. is going to help Absolutely. with your stress and, and, and your better sleep and, yeah. and everything in general just works a lot better. Yeah, and when you're in that stress fight or flight state, mm. body, it, that's there because back in the day we would be running away from something that was like a predator. So yeah, that's yeah. why we have the fight or flight response. So if I'm in that just around what I'm eating, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what, you can have a salad. If you're stressed out about that salad, yeah. your body is in a state where it's going... I need to hold on to fat because a lion's chasing me. Yeah. Whereas in today's um, society, there's no lion. It's just yeah. me overthinking a salad. Yeah, yeah. And that's where all these tools come in into mm. play as well, like with the meditation, with it, whether it's focusing on your breath. Exactly. Um, and that's especially for, as as you said before, like your target audience with with the um, the wellness and leadership club is yeah. often a lot of corporates and people that are taking on big loads. Yeah, and yeah. If your cortisol levels are up. Yep, and you're stressing you out of your mind. It doesn't matter how well you're eating or how much you're training. Exactly, it's yeah. gonna be very, very difficult to see results. Yeah, yeah, um, and that's obviously gonna have a negative effect on your mental health yeah. as well. One of my favorite quotes is: "It doesn't matter what you put on your. It doesn't matter if you're eating all the kale and the side bowls in the world. If you don't fix what's going on in your head, then you're not gonna be healthy." Yeah, and it's so true. Hundred mm. percent. That's a perfect way to wrap up today's chat. Oh, jeez, I've done well, haven't I? Walk straight into it. Um, all right, so where can where can the um, listeners find you, mate? And I'll make sure I've got these. Links yeah, yeah. In the show notes. Um, I'm massive on Instagram at the Only Ruse. Yeah. Um, um, and then I've got a coaching website, DylanRuseCoaching.com. Um, and then if you're interested in the Ruse Men's Club, that website will be up and running soon as well. But at, for the meantime, you can just find that on my Dylan Roos coaching website and there's a Perfect. little tab um, yep. up the top right that'll take you through to the men's club. Unreal. All right, mate. Well, thanks for coming on the show. Thank really you very appreciate much. Appreciate it. Enjoyed right, it, mate. Guys, if you've taken some value from today's episode, regardless, you know, I, I hope um, that a lot of the listeners today are not just male. I hope it's a lot of female as usual as well. Um, but if any of you guys have taken some value from today's show, which I'm sure you have, make sure you screenshot today's episode, post it up on your Instagram story for me within the next 30 seconds. Um, tag myself tag Dylan we'd love to get some feedback and um, hopefully we'll do another episode in the very near future yes absolutely thanks very much